Welcome to Daybreak Devotions, a podcast version of the daily radio ministry of the McLeansville Baptist Church with your host, Pastors Mike Barnett and Corey Cantrell. And welcome one and all back to the Daybreak Devotions broadcast brought to you by the McLeansville Baptist Church. I'm your host today, Pastor Corey Cantrell, and I'm going to be flying solo today because Pastor Mike is unable to be with us here in the radio room at this time. But I know that as soon as he is able, he'll be back here uh, right alongside me steering the ship, and we'll look forward to that day. But for today, I'm glad that you've tuned in with us, and I'm looking forward to being able to share a thought that the Lord gave me on our New York City homeless outreach just a little while ago that we had the opportunity to take up in New York and so many lessons. I, I know we've, over the last couple of days, been playing um, the message that Pastor Mike preached this past Sunday night where he gave a lot of the recap of, of especially what our Saturday devotion was for the group and how that uh, applied throughout that day, but also especially into Saturday evening. And, and I hope that that message was a help and an encouragement to you, but I'm thankful for the opportunity that I have today to be able to share some of my takeaways and what the Lord did for me personally that motivated me throughout the course of that week, and then also how we can apply that into our hearts and lives for the days that are ahead. But right before we get into that, and if you want to go ahead and begin turning, we're going to be in Luke chapter number 6 today. Luke chapter number 6, and while you're turning, we've got a wonderful Christmas song queued up for you, brought to you by Brother Scott Cottle. Angels, we have heard on high. In excelsis Deo, angels, we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply. Echoing their joyous strains, Gloria in excelsis Deo, Gloria in excelsis Deo. Sing, come adore all men that need Christ the Lord, the newborn King. Gloria in excelsis. Oh, 
chapter number six is where we will be at for our devotion today. And I know we're in the month of December and everything is supposed to be Christmassy. And and we'll definitely have some of those style broadcasts because, well, this is truly the most wonderful time of the year. But make no mistake about it, just because we're not in a traditional Christmas passage right here in Luke chapter number six, I hope to highlight just how the gift of Christmas makes Luke chapter number six possible. Because where we come to is Jesus is in the middle of instructing his disciples and giving them some very vital teaching that was going to be necessary for them to launch out into the life that they didn't even know just yet they were going to be sent forth into. But Jesus knew exactly what was going to take place with his life. He knew what he was going to be asking his disciples to do. And he knew that they were going to need some things in order to allow them to accomplish that mission. And here in Luke chapter number 6, we're going to begin our reading in verse number 43, where the Bible says, For a good tree bringeth forth not corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Jesus is teaching them, if we were to put this in a very simplified modern vernacular, what he is saying is, what's on the inside will come out. It's inevitable. Why? Because the substance of what we are on the inside is who we are to the core. It is the most genuine part of us. And he uses a very familiar analogy. He doesn't Name aside from the figs and the grapes, uh, he, you know, with the, with like the trees, he doesn't say you know apples and lemons. But we can interchange all of this because we know that apple trees bear apples because they are apple trees. He highlights in verse forty four: you don't go to a thorn bush and expect to harvest figs. You don't go to a bramble bush looking for grapes. You go to the kind of tree that what it is on the inside, because that's the fruit that you're looking for. What is on the inside inevitably always comes out. Not the substance that we are around us, but what we are on the inside. I can take a million pounds of lemons and stack them around the base of a single apple tree, and it will not change the kind of fruit that that tree produces. It will always be an apple tree, because on the inside, at the core of that tree, it is an apple tree. And the reason that this is so important for us is because we as humans so often define ourselves by the substance of the things that we have. The material possessions, the titles, the influence, all of these different things we quantify to base who we are. But here's the reality. There are a lot of rich people that are evil on the inside. Just like there are rich people that are good on the inside. And on the exact same token, there are poor people 
that have goodness on the inside of them, and there are poor people that have evil and wickedness on the inside of them. The substance is not what dictates the quality of the organism. The things they possess for of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaketh, verse 45 reminds us. So what are we what are we to do with this? What is what is the the point of emphasis that we are trying to make? As I as I sat um, Friday morning, and the the nature of the trip was Thursday through Sunday. We we flew out of Raleigh Thursday morning, and then we flew back into Raleigh Sunday morning. So Thursday was setup day. We were getting all of our gear and supplies that we were going to be distributing, and we were getting all that together. Friday was the first mission day. And Thursday night in our group devotions, Pastor Mike encouraged us to spend some time in three different passages of Scripture. Mark chapter number 1, Luke chapter number 6, and 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. So Friday morning, I opened up my Bible and went to the passages in Luke chapter number 6 that he had highlighted. And when I came down to these verses, this question resonated on the inside of me. What is the good treasure on the inside of me? that I need to focus in on in order for me to be able to produce goodness. Because I am convinced that that is what Jesus was teaching us. Focus on the good treasure inside of you because it is of that good treasure which will enable you to produce goodness. Because here's the fact of the matter. Child of God, you have both good and evil inside of you. The goodness that you have in you is not your own. Isaiah chapter number 64 reminds us that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Everything on the inside of me that is of my my own construction, my, my own power, my own might is nothing but evil, vanity, and wickedness. Why? Because fallen man cannot produce goodness. Because a good tree bringeth forth not corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. And aside from God in us, we are corrupt. That's the fallen nature of man. The hope, though, that we have is because of the incarnation of Jesus. Because Jesus came, born of a virgin, living a sinless life, and dying for the sins of you and for me, He now enables enables us to be partakers of His divine nature. We get to have Jesus on the inside of us. We get to be indwelt by His Spirit. And therefore, we have the ability to be one in His nature. To where now, it is not just filthy rags and iniquity which is on the inside of us, but there is goodness on the inside of the child of God. But it is not my goodness. It is the goodness of Jesus in me. And the reason that it is so important that I focus in on one of those two sources is because if I focus in on my flesh, if I focus in on me, that fallen nature, I am going to bring forth corrupt fruit in my life. Why? Because that's where I'm going for my supply. 
And what I tap into is going to be what I produce. But when I focus in on the good treasure on the inside of me, that part of me that is one with Jesus, and I now yield myself and give myself over to be controlled and empowered by the goodness of Jesus in me, now I have the ability to bring forth good fruit. This is what my life is to be about. As Jesus is is teaching here, he is instructing his disciples, pay close attention to what is going on on the inside of you. Examine your own life. In the verses preceding the ones that we've read, he gives the discourse of, of trying to cast the beam out of your brother's eye uh, and never paying any attention to the moat that is in your own eye. We have to have self-awareness. We have to have an acknowledgement of what is going on on the inside of me, what is taking place here, so that I can then be clear and be empowered to do the goodness on the outside of me. We all have the opportunity to pour out goodness on others. That is the, the beauty of the life that God has called us to. I wrote down just a few things in my, my personal time there of, of these were treasures for me that I need to hold on to because these are the things that are going to enable me to, to shed goodness on the others. And the very first one that I wrote down is seeing the growth that has taken place in my own life. That is a treasure on the inside of me that no one can take away. What I mean by that is there are some times that we inevitably go through seasons where we wonder, is this even real? I mean, it just seems like I am in a, a frustrated state right now where everywhere I turn, I'm hitting a roadblock, I'm hitting a problem, and oh, the Christian life shouldn't be this hard. And we have those seasons, we have those times in our life. It is good for me to remember in those points in time the progress and the growth that I have experienced along this way. To be able to look back and to see the areas and the ways that I am not the same man that I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same father that brought home my, my oldest child and had no idea what he was doing was in over his head, as I'm sure we can all sympathize with. But you know what? I can look and I can see some very tangible ways that I'm a different man today than I was then. Friends, I'm a different man today than I was three years ago. And that encourages me as I go along the way to see, no, this is how my life is growing. This is how I am developing. This is how I am producing and therefore, I'm going to stick with it. And now I can encourage other people as well. I can pour out goodness because I am reminded of this treasure on the inside of me that no one can take away from me. No one will ever be able to convince me otherwise that this is the growth of God that has taken place in my life. The second one that I jotted down was not only the growth that I have experienced in my own life, but also the growth that I have witnessed in my family. 
and those closest to me. Now, those sound so similar, but they are very different. Because it is a good thing for me to see how the Lord is working in my own life, but it is an extra layer of confirmation when I see how the Lord is working in the lives of others who are pursuing the same way that I am. And in varying degrees. It's only natural. There are ways that I am more advanced in my spiritual journey than my wife is. And there are ways that she is more advanced than I. And then we have three children that are coming along beside, behind us. And they are further behind the journey than we are. We've had substantially more years of life to, to learn some things. But to see how they're progressing on the journey nonetheless encourages me. And that is a good treasure. As I encounter people who are, are living um, very defeated, very discouraged lives, and they're, they're looking for answers. And I look and I see what is taking place in my life, not in pride, not in, not in self-righteousness or in judgment or in condemnation, but it enables me to be able to look at their life and to say, Lord, they're, they're going through what they're going through because they're trying so hard to go through life and they're trying to do it without you. And I can be thankful for the ways that the Lord is growing and strengthening me, but I can also be motivated to look at that person not as my enemy. They're not against me and I'm not against them. They are my mission. They need to see the access to the same hope that I so freely enjoy. And it is with those two very, very, very simple examples that I had the opportunity to carry that forward into ministering to others. So now what do I do now that I'm back home? Now that that mission is behind, I have the exact same mission in my day-to-day -day life. Do you realize that one of, if not the most important things that we can do on this earth is to simply do good? In fact, there is a verse that is running through my mind right now, Galatians chapter 6, verse number 10, which says, As we have therefore opportunity... Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Jesus encourages his followers when he says in Matthew 25, verse 34, referring to the judgment that is to come, Then shall the king say unto them on his right side, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger. And ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw thee, we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Jesus puts a very high premium on 
the goodness that we show to other people. He is very concerned about that. So many times we think the quote-unquote big picture things. But friends, mark it down. One of the greatest acts of service, of devotion, and of love that you can do towards Jesus is to simply showcase the goodness that is on the inside of you to everyone that you encounter, whether they deserve it or not. One of the greatest lessons of the incarnation of Christ is that Jesus gave this great gift to people that do not deserve it. There has never been a man, woman, boy, or girl that has been born on this earth that deserved for Jesus to come for them. Not a one. I don't care the sweetest saintly lady or the godliest example of a man. There has not been a single one that has deserved the great gift that Christ offers. And that's the beauty of the goodness of God. None of us deserve it, yet He freely gives it. So what does that challenge and charge me to do? Don't be stingy with the good treasure that is on the inside of me. Don't be selfish with this goodness and and think that I have some kind of responsibility to see who deserves it and who doesn't. Nobody deserves it. Which means that we should offer it to everyone. Mark it down. That pleases Christ. Because that exemplifies the whole reason why he came. We honor Christ in untold ways when we just simply do good. Not necessarily just like in action, but when we yield ourselves to say, I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to to try to think of the best actions that I can do. I'm just going to determine just to, to do good, to be gentle, to treat others as I would like to be treated. As we walked through the masses, <laughs> and I, I have never more accurately used that word than how I just did. The masses of people in New York. We were crammed in the middle of 6th Avenue because there was a lot of people out There was a protest that was going on, and we were literally shoulder to shoulder, front to back, with all sorts of people moving in six different directions. It was chaos. And there was a moment in time, it was started by Pastor Mike simply looking at someone who was cursing up a storm and was angry and was just, I mean, awful. Pastor Mike very simply looked at him and said, would you like to go in in front of me in the midst of this mass and mob. And I watched that very, very, very simple action begin to de-escalate the situation tremendously. And from that point forward, it became a a mission of charity and myself that, you know what, we're stuck here in this crowd. Let's make the best of it. Let's try to bring calmness. Let's try to, to help others. And we had the opportunity to walk up next to a gentleman, his wife, and they were they were pushing a, a wagon-type stroller with three small children in it. 
and people were bumping into the stroller like crazy, trying to to knock past it, move move to the side. And I was watching this dad begin to get very frustrated, and and there was emotion that was beginning to come, and rightfully so. The man was holding his composure very nicely, but there's something in a parent that comes out when they feel that their children are beginning to be put in harm's way. And I know the argument could be made, well, a parent shouldn't have had their children in that kind of a situation. Let me tell you what, the the level of crowd that this was was an unnatural crowd. It wasn't just the traditional New York traffic. This was sheer madness. I, I can't even describe it accurately. But Charity and I said, you know what, if we can get beside these people, we're just going to very simply just tell them, hey, you're doing a good job. We'll, we'll try to provide what buffer we can. And so that's what we did. We got alongside them, and I told the guy, I said, man, I just want to let you know, you're doing a great job because I would have done lost my mind right here. I mean, you're, you're handling, you're, you're keeping your composure well, and I get it. There's people bumping all around. I can't promise that we won't bump into you because we're getting pushed and shoved as well, but I'm going to do everything that I can to give your, your children and your stroller as much room, and we'll try to keep people off of you. But, you know, I just want to let you know you're doing a good job. And at that point in time, it was almost like you could just watch the relief wash across this gentleman who said, okay, man, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but you know what? It's kind people that make it tolerable. And that cost me absolutely nothing. There was no sacrifice in that action. But I can also say this. It was not the, the product of my self-will or my desires because... Me? Oh, I don't do good in crowds. I don't like having people all up in my business. I typically start getting very claustrophobic and start getting very panicky. But in that situation, I am convinced beyond all doubt that the reason that that was able to be done, both by Pastor Mike, myself and Charity, others in our group that can tell similar stories and and have other encounters, it wasn't us but it was the good treasure inside of us that enabled us to pour out goodness on others do we get it right all the time absolutely not but i want to start getting it right more than i get it wrong i want to tap into the resources of that good treasure inside of me and be able to be used by god to bring goodness to others that's my goal that's my desire And that's what I want the Lord to be able to do in and through my life. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today on Daybreak Devotions. I trust that you'll have a wonderful remainder of your day. Look forward to seeing you next time. And we thank you for joining us on today's program. We hope that you'll tune in with us each and every day right here on Daybreak Devotions as Pastor Mike and I will discuss various topics in God's Word. If you've got any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you at daybreakdevotion at gmail.com.